0: This August, we should see karate in the Olympics, finally. Mm.
1: This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations.
0: Hi, and welcome to today's show. I'm Sensei Michelle. I'm Landon. And I'm Jackie. And today, I am feeling lucky because our guest suggested the topic of the day. So what should we do first? Introduce the guest or introduce the topic? Guest for sure, Sensei. Good idea, Landon. I, Sensei Andrew...
1: Hi, everybody. Hi, Sensei.
0: Thanks for joining us today, and thank you for the idea for this
2: show.
1: Oh, you're welcome.
2: Sensei, don't you think we should tell everyone that Sensei Andrew has been on the show before? That's the plan, Stan, or in this case, Sensei Jackie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do any of you remember which episode Sensei Andrew was on?
1: I was struggling to remember. I can't remember.
0: I really can't remember.
1: It was that memorable.
0: So you know what we'll do? We'll put that on the list of ones to replay when we have our fifth Monday. Yes. because Whenever there's a fifth Monday of the month, instead of putting out a new episode, I'm going to do an archived episode. So I'll put you you. for sure on the list.
3: That's coming up soon in about a month.
0: Okay. So again, I'm excited about today's episode. I'm going to get a drum roll, please.
1: Oh,
0: (laughs) and that's even funnier because he's such a percussionist a professional percussionist. Say that three times quick. (laughs) Hey, did I say it right?
1: That's what I do. Percussion timpani is what I play mostly in the orchestra.
0: Oh, okay. I'm going to push us on here. And today we're going to look at the World Karate Federation and the fact that this August we should see karate in the
2: Olympics finally. Mm. I did read that the Olympics is supposed to be the first weekend in August. Did you guys read that also? I'm not really sure what the startup date is. Does anyone I think know? it's somewhere at the end I, of July.
1: July, I think he's right.
2: I'm sure that they'll have their schedule out soon. I bet it's already out. It is. I bet you're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're going to start with looking at the World Karate
0: Federation, because the truth is, I had never really looked into it before you brought it to my attention since Andrew, so I appreciated that so much. Are you going to start us out here,
3: Landon? I am, Sunset. It's the world's largest international governing body of sport karate. It was started in the year 1991 and has the involvement of 198 countries around the world.
0: Oh, good. Our first tangent. What is sport karate and what makes it different from traditional karate? See, Mm. there's the tangent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you stay with me on it? it. Okay. (laughs) So I got some information from warnerentertainment.com. And also, Sensei Andrew, I know you've read a lot about it, so you want to get me started here?
1: Oh, well, sure, Sensei. WarnerEntertainment.com says, and I agree, that both sport and traditional karate have merit. It depends on what you're looking for.
0: Hmm. You know, I do think that all kinds of training are important if it fits what the person needs. Us. It's not like one is better and that's the only one that's ever going to be good for all people. Right. You know what I mean, Sensei?
1: Well yeah, everybody's karate has to be their own thing.
0: And just like with other with different styles of music or whatever, it is definitely uncool to put somebody else's style or way down. That's right, right? Yes, I agree.
1: What I've picked up from watching the what I've watched on about the WKF is that it seems to me is that a lot of the walls between traditional karate come down and it's just one big thing like you know they talk about the four main styles. You know, Gojuroo and Shotokan, and what is it, Shitaru and I'm trying to remember. Wado-ru. Wado-ru. They don't wear insignias on their gi's. They just compete as karate people. Some of them have a Goju training. Some of them have a Wado-ru training. But it's all just one karate. And I find that interesting. I, I like that. Not to maintain those walls of differences.
0: It is interesting. It's true. But I think what we need to do is describe some of the differences between sport karate and traditional karate. So can you pick it up there for me since Andrew?
1: Oh, so the one thing is that along with the physical, traditional karate tends to emphasize the importance of history, philosophy, culture, discipline in the training.
2: That's true, and I also read that traditional martial arts puts a lot of emphasis on the importance of self-defense. Well, since we all train in a traditional art, we'd have to
0: agree with that. We all do put a lot of emphasis on self-defense. Do you agree also? For sure. Yeah.
2: In our own training and in what we teach. Yes. So what did we read about sport karate? What you got, Landon? Well, one thing we read
3: about sport karate, that many people who end up competing in sport karate have traditional training in their background, which is quite interesting. They choose sport karate
2: so that they can focus on the competitive or sport side of the martial art. You know, I read that too. Everybody will remember that traditional karate, the kind of karate that we do, competes. The difference is that sport karate focuses heavily on the competition.
1: Well, that's um, true. Another difference between the two is an execution of technique, both in kata and sparring.
0: Okay, so I'm going to jump in here with a quick reminder that kata, in case you don't know, is the forms done in karate. It's an easy Google search, and awesome. we've talked about it many times. On We might even have a five-minute short on it. It's something that you can look up super
1: quick. Uh, good point. Thanks. Uh, going back to some of the differences, everyone learns the same techniques. It's the way that they're executed that's different.
3: Okay. Let's give some examples. Well, Sensei, there's a controversy here.
2: Oh, good. Start us out on that, Jackie. Yes. In kata, traditional karate for the most part, sticks to kata patterns that are formed exactly how they were taught by the masters, or as close to them as possible.
1: It's my understanding that the World Karate Federation does the same thing.
2: And this is weird because
0: what I read was that the World Karate Federation lets you not only add and delete moves, but also add more flair to certain moves. Hence the controversy. And if you are out there and you know what the World Karate Federation requires or allows, please shout us out. You can shout us out all over the web on Wildcat Dojo or at Dojo Conversations at AOL.com. Okay, so... Going back to kata, Sensei Andrew, I know you've watched them do uh, synchronized kata.
1: Right. I find that pretty interesting. Very, very disciplined. They can't give any sound cues or visual cues. They all just do it precisely together.
0: Now, did you see that on the WKF site? Yes. So there's where you'd look for it. folks. And I read that they also have musical forms. I think, Sensei Andrew, you haven't seen that on their site. I haven't. But I did read that, and also we've done musical forms, and musical forms are very inventive. You don't have to follow some sort of historical pattern. That's one of the fun things about it, isn't it?
1: That's what I like about it. You're allowed to make it up from ground one, or bar one, I should say.
0: (laughs) Good musical note.
1: Your Your interpretation of the music and how it inspires you to do kata. Absolutely. Where are we? Um, Could I move us on to sparring?
0: Perfect. That's perfect. What you got?
1: Oh, pretty simple. Both traditional karate and sport karate have rules, but they aren't the same. Uh, So if you go to a competition for the first time, read the sparring rules carefully.
0: And we always did. Whenever we went to a, a new place, we always sat down and read through the rules carefully. Sometimes groin was open. Sometimes it wasn't. Sometimes sweets were allowed, sometimes they weren't, and it's good to know before you get in the ring.
3: <laughs> and then the guy does
0: it to you. Well, and you don't know what's coming, That's right? It. Okay, so I think what we're going to do is talk about the rules as they are going to apply in the Olympics. Am I right about that?
3: Yes, definitely.
0: So let's do a little background on karate in the Olympics
3: before we get to the fighting rules, okay? Listen to say. can I get it going? There it is. Karate was supposed to debut in the Olympics last summer. But of course, due to COVID, it is now supposed to happen in summer 2021.
2: It's exciting that we're finally joining judo, taekwondo, and wrestling.
1: True, but it may not be in the Paris Olympics in 2024 because, and this is according to Wikipedia, karate is being added to a specific event and not a permanent sport. I love Wikipedia. (laughs) I have one more thing.
0: I know people put it down, but it is a convenient way to check something out, isn't it? It sure is. Okay, you have one more thing for me, Sensei?
1: Yeah, in order to qualify for the Olympics, you have to be a part of the WKF. There are 80 total spots, and each country can have only eight, four men, four women.
3: That's interesting, and this is cool too. Did you guys know it is supposed to take place in the Nippon Budokan, the home of the World Karate Championships?
2: which is sponsored by the WKF. I did read that, and I love this fun trivia. That location has also held concerts, including the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, and Diana Ross. Hmm, very cool. Okay, I'm getting us back
0: to the Olympics. And I'm going to add that in Kata, all the men will go together and all the women will go together. There are 102 forms to pick from created in a list that
2: is sanctioned by the WKF. Did you guys look at that list? I did, and yeah. I found one that is where the katas are listed by Goju-Ru, wado Shotokan, and Shito-Ru. So if you're in Goju-Ru, you have only 10 katas to choose from. But if you're in Shotokan, you have 21 katas to choose from. Wow.
3: Really? That doesn't exactly
0: match the one that we looked at, does it, since No,
1: I, I think we've seen different information. What I did learn is that like if you move on you you're the winner of round 1 you have to pick a different kata for round 2
0: yes mm. I, I did t- i read that as well but i think that's also true in ties if you tie you're not allowed to redo the same kata in the olympics I, that's what i read that's correct okay sensei andrew you going to keep it going starting me out in the scoring system
1: yeah i've got something sensei the scoring system's very detailed there's the technical performance and it's worth 70% and there's the athletic performance score that's worth 30%. Huh?
0: You know what? I've never really in my mind in judging separated the two scores so much, like given more weight to technical than to what I would call fighting spirit, which is what I hope they're calling athleticism. Us, hope so.
3: And from percentages to points, the site says there are seven judges and the judging is done with a five to 10 point scale. The official rules say, That they drop the two highest and two lowest scores.
0: That's similar to ours, only we don't have seven judges. We have three to five judges, but I'm pretty sure that's just because of the amount of people in the room, not because we wouldn't do seven, right? I think (laughs) so, Sensei. All righty. Let's
3: move on to the fighting. Us, I have some cool stuff about that. Now I'm excited. Well, for one thing, there are weight classes for fighting, and at the Olympics, they'll have three weight classes for men and three weight classes for women. Really? So what's the scoring system like, Sensei Andrew?
1: Well, unlike the scoring in our system, strikes have different values. For example, strikes where three points are called epons and include kicks to the head and neck and any technique that you do on a guy that's been thrown or has fallen, even if he's on his way down, and you score on him.
2: um, You know, I also read that some techniques are worth two points. They're called wazaari, and they include kicks to the trunk and to the back. How do you guys feel about kicks to the back? I'm seriously asking you that question. See,
0: I'm not pro because of the uh, the spine. Uh, Do you think they pad around to the back of the body? Do they wear padding on the back of the body? Have you watched, Andrew?
1: They don't have any padding. They're very careful about control. So they're penalized for excessive contact. I know that.
2: Ah, oh. uh, So, so there's, not,
1: there's certainly not full contact at all.
2: I don't like the back being open. And I can remember going to tournaments where the person who headed the tournament explained why the back was a dangerous spot. And it wasn't open in those tournaments.
3: Oh. Okay. Who's finishing me up with the scoring thing? I'll take this one, Sensei. All that's left are the one-point strikes. And they include any hand strike to the head. The face, the neck, abdomen, chest, back, or side. They are known as Yuko.
0: Well, that's completely different. Hey, did you guys know that Master Clegion wants to talk to us about that scoring system? It's been around.
1: Us. Oh, he wasn't a fan at all because he always thought that hand strikes were very important to know for reality and therefore they were as important as kicks.
0: And I agree. Yes. And Master Collegian used to tell me, I I haven't done the research on this, that the number one scoring point in competition is the reverse punch. Yes. Uh And the second number one scoring point is the back fist. It was a long time ago when we had those discussions and statistics could have changed. Of course. Okay. Before we finish this one up, I just want to add that Master Collegian was a fan of sweeps and sweeps... Are allowed at the Olympics, but not judo throws. And the judges decide what takedowns are safe and which ones are unsafe. Us.
1: I read that a sweep is only allowed if it's followed by a strike immediately.
0: And that's always been true in our competitions as well. You can't sweep just for the sake of sweeping. That's a very good point to add. Thank you for that. So there needs to be a Some sort of follow-up. Well, why would you sweep someone if you weren't going to hit them on the way down? That's
2: true. Because the sweep in and of itself isn't the point. Isn't the
0: point. Right. And by the point, we mean you don't get a point Point. for the sweep.
2: Us. All
0: right. Take us home after all that confusion, Sensei Jackie.
2: Did you guys read that the bouts are three minutes? And the most points in the three minutes wins unless someone gets ahead by eight points. Then the judges call it. And that makes Mm. sense. Definitely.
0: A three-minute bout is a long time. Us, for sure.
3: It should be interesting to watch. I think so. Us. Can I start out with a way of judging that is, well, quite weird. Oh, so you're saying you have one more fact about the judging? I do, Sensei. Cool. In a tie, the person who scored the first point wins. If no one scores any points, the judges
2: decide who wins. Ooh, that's certainly open to some uh, politics. Mm-hmm. I think so. It sounds like a, a subjective way to decide
0: things. Yes, exactly. And even the calling of the first point would be controversial. Absolutely. I bet there'll be a lot of looking at game tape. <laughs> no, seriously, don't you think?
3: Reruns.
1: Well, I have seen where the referee can go to the video. Like the coaches on the side can say, we can test that. And mm-hmm. then they'll go back and look on the video and see if they corroborate or overturn the judge's ruling for a, a sparring point
0: wow and in my days of competition when we would go out every weekend for two or three years parents would video the fight and try to get involved in the judging the parent would be there with his device it wasn't a phone back in those days and he would be videoing and the guy's sensei would be right there and the sensei would contest and say you need to look at this and it was huge huge political controversy until they said you got to stop our judges are doing the best we can and we're not going to spend all this time imagine the amount of time that is going to go into this if they're going to check game tape and although that would be very important to the gold medal winner or whichever medal from the standpoint of the watchers it's not exciting No, right but depending on what time it comes on TV and depending on what channel it's on, I would definitely take a look at it. Me too. Obviously, we can't say, did we already ever watch it?
3: Because it hasn't been there yet. <laughs> but we may have a tweet, maybe, with our opinions. Afterwards. afterwards.
0: Oh, oh, that's a good that. idea, Landon. That's a good idea. And that definitely tells them, check out our Twitter page. So here's a fun little fact. In the WKF, and I've been told in the Olympics, now if we get to the Olympics and this isn't true, don't yell at me. Okay. The judges wear suits and they have to wear a specific tie with their suits. And the suits can only be in two colors. I didn't write down the two colors. I feel like it's dark blue and black, but I could be wrong about that. Wow. Kind of rhymed black with that. Anyway, the judges are looking sharp. I guess so. And in our experiences of judging, they don't like people to come in and judge who are not geeked up. That's right.
2: There's a degree of formality that goes with becoming a judge, whether you're wearing a gi or a a suit. Right. Right. Is that
0: also true of your experience, Sensei Andrew?
1: Of course. You know, another big difference back to Kata and the differences, the cheering and the applause from the audience is borderline hysterical when you watch the WKF competitions.
0: I think you might have told me that, Andrew. And when I was reading about the Olympics, it said
3: that they weren't going to allow any because of COVID.
1: I find that interesting.
3: Yeah. I just did an assignment about the rules of the Olympics. No cheering, no talking, only clapping. And when you clap, you can't touch anything else. You can't touch any other person. Very strict rules. Very strict rules they're
0: trying to have to try to keep everybody safe. Wow.
1: But if you watch some of these WKF World Championship tournaments, right, you'll see somebody hold a perfect sidekick out. And snap a punch or do a Toba McGarry and and wow. the crowds go crazy. I <laughs> did
0: I did watch that. Hmm. And he's right. Have you ever watched just local Capoeira? Yeah. And what happens when the Capoeira competitor comes on? First off, they have like a little drum beat right. on the back on the back corner of their ring that goes through the whole thing. And it was in regular competition, not musical.
3: Okay. And
0: nobody shut it down because that's how they do it. Oh. They have a a backbeat. And the competitor was in the ring all the way around the ring were other people that came from his dojo. Mm -hmm. And they were very noisy and very loud. It was really, really interesting to watch. Yeah, it was really something to watch. It reminded me, I don't think it was the same thing because you're talking about the crowd and I'm talking about the people who trained in his dojo. I see. It was still similar and that it was super, super noisy. My visual image was that it was a little distracting to the judges. But that was just my take on it on the two or three times I saw it happen when we were out at open tournaments over the years.
3: Wow, that's so interesting.
0: So that was a lot of information about the Olympics. Yes, it was. Maybe we psyched these guys up to watch a little bit come late July, early August. Yes.
1: I'll be watching.
0: I do usually watch the Olympics, don't you guys? Oh, yes, definitely, Sensei. So since we can't talk about what we saw in karate in the Olympics before, let's talk about what sports we do love to watch. And you know what, Sensei Jackie, start me out.
2: What sport do you love to watch in the Olympics? I love to watch all the equestrian events. I think the horses are beautiful. They're groomed so well. And when they do the dressage and the steeplechase, I'm in awe. And the horses are such athletes. Oh, it's amazing! And and then the the combination of the horse and its person they they work together as such a team. Do you have a favorite, since Andrew?
1: Well, I'm a winter Olympic guy, so I like hockey and curling. That's my ah.
0: Opinion. So nothing in the summer Olympics? No, um, I, really.
1: I watch, but nothing really stands out for me. The track is interesting, and the
0: track is interesting.
1: I guess to answer your question, I've always watched the judo.
0: Now that's interesting.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, Landon. I would probably have to go with swimming I re- or synchronized swimming as well. I really find that fascinating.
0: Anything synchronized, to me, the amount of work that goes into uh, it is just so- Us, crazy. It just, it really makes me say, wow. Us. Because we do that in our style to the extent that when we do group kata, we're us. supposed to stay together and we know how difficult it can be. Us. 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 Okay. I'm going to say I'm torn between two that I really like to watch. So I'm going to say I like to watch fencing. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. It's just, it's such a skill. Yes. So, and, and, a, and then a little fencing aside, I took a fencing class once with my mother at college and she got a better grade than I did. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I feel it was politics on the part of the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That is an awesome story. And a wonderful way for us to get into Honor Athletics. I don't think that they sell fencing foils.
3: You never know.
0: You never know until you
3: call them at 770-945-5150.
0: Honorathletics.com. And when you do, could you please mention Wildcat Dojo? I would personally appreciate that. And Cynthia, our friend at Honor Athletics, appreciates your business. And on that note, since Andrew, this was fun. I don't know whether to thank you more for the idea of it. Or for being on the show. I'm 50-50 torn on
2: it.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed being part of it.
2: So let's start our goodbyes. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. It was a great day today. Thank you.
0: And I'm Cynthia Michelle, signing out.
1: Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.